I have had to say the intro to this now three times. <laughs> Honey, I am tired. <laughs> Welcome to a Little Juju podcast. This is the podcast all about black ass spirituality, honoring the ancestors, honoring ourselves, and decolonizing our spirituality and our spiritual practices on our path to freedom. I am your host, Juju, and I come to this podcast as a medium, as a hoodoo practitioner, as an Orisha devotee, and a theologian, which is what I've been saying recently. I ain't got no degree, but so let's get into the show. All you need is a little Juju. All you need is a little Juju. All you need is a little Juju. All you need is all you need. All you need is a little juju. All you need is a little juju. All you need is a little juju, a little juju, a little juju. A little juju is the way. It's how I start my day. Can't firm no say. And I'll never give play. I'll take your photo to the grave. But that ain't even my thing. I just stay at the crossroads, pray. I just pour a little honey from my face to make them stay. Cause I hate when bay leaves, but I manifest a little with my bay leaves. I'm my ancestors, baby. So I give them everything that they gave me. Yeah, so I can't be stopped. Manifested everything, give me Hello, hello, hello. Thank you for tuning in to another episode. If this is your first time tuning in, well, hey, boo. Thanks for coming by. Thanks for following a call, some kind of call. Whether your friend sent this to your family member, you came across it, you are here for a reason. You know, the ancestors just, they will push you right where you need to be. So I hope they push you in the right place with this episode. You have uh, all turned into tuned in. See, uh, Y'all, okay, let me explain. I got back to Baltimore. I have been in California. I was in the mountains of Topanga, soaking in that good earth, mountainous, foresty tree juju. And then I was in South Central LA, soaking up blackness (laughs) and black juju. And I got back from California today the day I'm recording, which is the day that this podcast comes out, the day before. I got home back to the East Coast at 6 a.m. And I took a little sleep and woke up and started working. I've been working all day and I wanted to get this content out for y'all. So that's why I'm stumbling over my words a bit. So please forgive me. I'm doing a lot, but I'm happily doing it, but I'm doing a lot. So anyway, so today is a mini sold episode because I was living my best life in California <laughs> and I really did not work while I was there, which is really hard for me to do. And something that I think since being an entrepreneur has been very difficult. Like in every moment, it's an opportunity to work because you always have an idea. You always ha- and you always have something to do. But when I, I told myself, when I go to California, I'm going to enjoy this bachelorette party that I'm going to, I'm going to enjoy my friends and I'm just going to be present and not do active spiritual work. And I didn't for the most part. So, but what that meant was that the day that I'm typically recording, which is Sundays, I was, I was on vacation. I got back on a Tuesday. So I was like, okay, I'm going to put out an episode. I'm definitely going to honor that commitment, but it's going to be a mini-sode. So I have a couple other mini-sodes. My 
two previous mini shows, I'm typically reading a children's story. Um, usually something, some kind of African folklore or story. This time, I'm actually just going to talk about some books that I really, really like that I hope that you all will check out because I get this question all the time. It's like, what book is good for me to read? Where are the books that I need? Da, 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 da. So I'm just going to give you a list of things that I think are good places to start. This list is not exhaustive. Once I put this uh, podcast out, I will probably come across another book <laughs> the next day and then be like, damn, I wish I knew about this so I could tell y'all, but I'm just going to give you a few books talk about them a little bit. I haven't gotten through all of them, but these are just good places to start on this journey, specifically around black ass spirituality. And specifically around, um, of course, there's going to be some hoodoo stuff, but just ATRs and, and understanding ATRs and spirit in general. And a lot of these books have helped me with decolonizing, not just my spiritual practices, but just my politics uh, what I believe in, what I do, who I surround myself around and why and how I'm living. And I think that's really, really important if you're wanting to connect deeply spiritually. It's more than spells, you know, it's more than knowing what root is good for what. That's very important. But it's also a mindset. It's also a, an unlearning. It's also a looking to traditions. It's also looking backward to get answers, you know, looking to the past to get answers for now. And a lot of these books really uh, keep that that energy at the crux of their work. So they're all very different, but all have done very powerful things for me. And I know other people who are on this journey as well. So that is gonna be our little mini so today. All you need is a little juju. So before I get into my recommended books, of course I need to shout out my folks who donate and talk to you a little bit about donations. So why donations? Donations are super important. Because this is an independent podcast, it is just me and my black ass running the whole show. I'm the host, the producer, the editor, the, the, the everything. Even say the theme song. And podcasting is not free. It takes a lot of labor and it also takes um, money. <laughs> so in order to continue to run this podcast and that we have an equal exchange, I do ask for donations to help support this podcast. And as they say on T with Queen and J podcast, keep the lights on <laughs> on this here show. So how you can do that, there's monetary and non-monetary ways to donate. The monetary ways, the first I like to bring up is through Patreon. So Patreon is a site where once a month you can sign up to give as low as a dollar, as much as a million dollars. First of every month, they take some money out of your account and it comes towards the show to donate for podcasting costs, microphones, editing, if I have to pay an editor, anything like that. Um, and so I would like to shout out my patrons because I got a few new patrons since last time and every show I like to just say that I appreciate you so much. Before I do that, I should also say, because this is a newer thing that I've done, I have different tiers. So if you donate $3 a month on a Patreon, then you get a shout out on the show. And if you donate $10 or more, you also get a shout out on the show. And it comes with some specific content. My $3 patrons get specific content too. And then if you pay $10 a month, there's even more. Right now I have an ebook coming out uh, for the months of November, December, and January that I collaborated on with Ash Johns, who was in our Abundant Purpose episode. So some that's an example of some of the things that you get when you become a patron. Um, but generally, if you're just interested in sh sharing this energy of wealth with me, 
come on over to patreon.com slash jujubay. But now let me shout out to my wonderful patrons. So big, big, big shout outs and big love to my new patrons. First, I have Ryan Flint. Thank you so much, Ryan, for editing your pledge and upping your pledge. I really appreciate you. Uh, shout out to Daje Kelly. Shout out to Paige Oyaleke for upping your pledge. Thank you, Janae Polk, for becoming a patron. Michaela Connell, thank you so much. Lakeisha Terrence, thank you. Alita Wilson, um, thank you so much. V Wilson, up their pledge. Thank you so much. V Liz Garrett became a patron. Noelle Belton, Mia Hamilton, Renee Sills, up their pledge. Thank you so much. Chanel Milano became a patron. Thank you. Nanette Blaze, Gemini Moon became a patron. Audrey White. Emily Erno, I hope I said that right, Emily. Thank you so much for becoming a patron. Lena Lewis became a patron. Thank you. Whitney Holiday. I'd like to shout out Daphne Creaseman. Thank you for becoming a patron. Taylor became a patron. Um, Renee Abundant Manifestation Roberts. Come on, Renee. We'll bring it in the coin. Thank you so much for becoming a patron. Ashley Gray, thank you. Uh, Helio upped their pledge. Thank you so much, love. Um, and that is everybody. So I am just mustering up all of my abundant energy. And let me tell you, my abundant energy has been hitting, hitting lately. And so all this energy that I got over here, all, all you can do is share abundance. That's all I want to do. When I share it, it comes back. So I ain't got no problem with sharing it. So right now I am giving y'all some of this abundance juju that I got. Cause y'all are sharing it with me. I'm sharing it right back to you all tenfold. May you be able to manifest all that you need and may you have the resources and the funds to be able to do so. So thank you, thank you, thank you. We are all about abundance and exchanging energy and community over here. So thank you. Um, if you do not want to do the once a month kind of donation system, you can also just hit me up real casual on the PayPal, dollar sign, I-T-S-J-U-J-U-B-A-E, it's Jujube. Or you can hit me on the PayPal at thejujubay at gmail.com. You can send donations that way. I also have Venmo. I never say it, but it's jujubay, I-T-S-J-J-B-A-E as well. And then so for the non-monetary ways to donate, you can subscribe to the podcast on whatever platform that you use. You can rate the podcast on Apple Podcasts, five stars, writing reviews, um, posting about it, telling people what this podcast is, what it's about sharing it with family, sharing it with friends, sharing it with someone who you think would benefit. All of that also helps me. All of that helps spread the juju gospel. And like I said last week, I got nominated for an iHeartRadio Award for Best Religion and Spirituality Podcast. That does not happen if people don't want to listen, if they don't rate, if they don't subscribe, if they don't share. Those numbers mean something. So that is very powerful work and I appreciate everyone who always is speaking goodness and love over this podcast as well it, I do not take that lightly so thank you to all of my supporters and, and folks who bring me so much joy and happiness and abundance as well so thank you thank you thank you all you need is a little juju okay let's get into this quick little episode so I am often asked, what books, what books, what books? I'm just starting my journey or I've been on my journey and I just need some more resources, which is real. Before I share this book list that I have, I want to say a couple things. First thing is that on my website, it's jujubay.com. I have a list 
of books that I think are good to start. Now, I have not added to this list in a little bit. <laughs> Pero, the list is there. It's jujubay.com. If you go to the top, it should say book list. There, you can see some of these books I'm about to name. They're great beginner books. Secondly, I also have an Amazon book list. So this book list is actually another way to donate. I never really talk about it that much. Sometimes I bring it up, but um, it's, a, it's a list of books that I want for myself. It's a list of books that I'm reading because y'all have been wonderful and different listeners have purchased different books for me over time since that book has been there. So of course, feel free to check out what I'm reading. Feel free to check out what I want to read because all of the books on that Amazon book list are things that I want to eventually talk about on the podcast or the things that inform what I'm researching and studying and talking about with y'all. So look at that as well. I will have that in the show notes because it's not really a, it's, I can't really say the website. It's kind of weird. So I've, it's just an Amazon link. I will put it in the show notes and I will also link my book list from my website. Now, what I also think is important to say is that African traditional religion is largely held in oral tradition. Our spirituality, our spirits, what they do, how they work, how to work with them. It is more recent that things have been have started to be written down in books and documented in this particular way before we told stories like the lore that I talked about earlier through folklore, through elders, through spirit, through ancestor. And so I do always, always want to uplift. Ask your ancestors for information as well. Books are wonderful. Books are important. We need books. I love a read. I learned so much from the books. That's why I'm doing a mini sort about them. But books cannot and do not take the place of your family lineage, your history, what you can learn from oral tradition, what you can learn from the old people, what you can just learn from the people around you, and what you learn by setting up a candle and a glass of water in your space and saying a prayer and ask your ancestors to come to you and being regular about that practice. So I just want to say that because books will give you little things and spells and this, that, and the third, but what you need to know or maybe how things differed regionally or through different tribes of people, that's going to come from your ancestors or through divination and working through spirit. So everything that you read has to be read through a spirit lens so that you know that you're getting information that feels good and is correct. Because my ancestors always be like, oh, that ain't true. That ain't how that worked. <laughs> Not with these books I'm about to give y'all, but just in general, you know, just with the information that we get now and stuff online. And oh, yeah, there weren't that many slaves here. Oh, my ancestors be like, damn lie. So incorporate spirit in your reading as well. And also just talk to spirit about what you are reading to get more information or just to get information in general, okay? Okay, I just feel like I had to say that. Now I'm gonna break this down um, based on category loosely. All of these things are intertwined and bleed together, but category. So let's start off with Hoodoo. It's a Hoodoo-ass podcast. Um, I think the first book that anybody should read, actually, let me not say that, but this book is very important. If you practice Hoodoo, you need to read Mojo Working by Katrina hazard donald i don't have the book in front of me right now i couldn't find it i think it's i think it's downstairs i got a couple bookshelves 
I don't have it in front of me, but Mojo Working is a really, really, really great book to read in thinking about the historical impacts of hoodoo, what impacted hoodoo, why was hoodoo created, what was its reason, and it's a book that's honest. You know, there's a lot of books about hoodoo that do not talk about the blackness of it, the Africanness of it, um, the reasons for its existence and, and creating parallels from um, African, different uh, groups, different West African groups, Central African groups, and bringing it to how it got to the States and how it manifested in the States, how it changed. It talks about marketeers. So people who came in and started to profit off of hoodoo, who actually had nothing to do with it <laughs> at first, but recognized that it was something that they saw all these black folk dippling and dabbling. And they thought, oh, this is something we can market. Sound familiar? sound familiar so that is a really really great uh, book for historical context and understanding why people were doing what they what they were doing and how hoodoo yes was created and born in the united states but it has roots that um, exceed farther than enslavement and roots that exceed farther than bringing you know our ancestors to this to this particular land in the u.s so mojo working is the first book that i want you all to get. Another very important book in relation to hoodoo is Working the Roots by Michelle E. Lee. Now, everybody who has had divination with me for the most part, if I have told you that you need to study the roots or the herbs and the medicine, and like you had some strong conjure folk come through, that's one of the first books that I recommend. It actually is, it is the book that I recommend. This book, I have not gotten through Working the Roots. I have two copies. Because I haven't gotten through Working the Roots, I'm gonna read just the back, a quick part of the back. So it says, African-American traditional medicine is an American classic that emerged out of the necessity of its people to survive. It began with the healing knowledge brought with the African captives on the slave ships and later merged with Native American, European, and other healing traditions to become a full-fledged body of medicinal practices that has lasted in various forms down to present day. So working the roots, over 400 years of traditional African-American healing is the result of firsthand interviews, conversations, and apprenticeships conducted and experienced by author Michelle E. Lee over several years, years of living and studying in the rural South and in the West Coast regions of the U.S. This book really breaks down um, sort of what that was saying, how African-American healing medicine came to be and how it can be used today. What we always have to understand is that medicine is not separate from spirit. It is not separate from spirituality. So this book will have in here like, okay, if your baby got an earache, go get the baby this. And understanding that that is not separate from spirits. So you're gonna look in this book and it tells you what herbs are good for what. And even if it may sound like it's just, oh, that's just a physical, that's a herb that does this for its physical purposes. The same things that can, the herb can be used for physically, it can be used for spiritually. So if you come across an herb that is, um, let's see. So I found, a, I just turned to a page, comfrey root, C-O-M-F-R-E-Y root. It has medicinal properties here. So it says it's an alternative to anodyne, it's an antibiotic, it's anti-inflammatory, it's antioxidant. It's an expectorant. It's a, you know, it's all of these things. 
So how, and it says it's good for wounds and breaks and fractures and muscle strains and inflammation and skin conditions. So of course you want to look up how you could use this. And she gives us examples on how to use comfrey. How can I use comfrey? Can I make a tea out of it? How do you make the tea? Like this really breaks down the medicine. And then also thinking like, okay, so if this is good for muscles, strains, and inflammation, how could I use this in my spirit work? What could this be used for spiritually? So yes, I can make a tea. I could also make a mojo bag for this if I need a particular kind of healing. I could also make a jar with this if I need a particular kind of healing, you know? So get this book. It is amazing. It's great. Like I said, I haven't gotten through it, but it's just a good thing to have on deck, especially if you're into roots and herbs and, and herbalism and healing, especially from, um, you know, African-American traditional healing medicine. So the next book I want to talk about very briefly is Jambalaya by Louisa Tish. Tish. Um, I actually, full transparency, have not read Jambalaya, but this is one of the books that is on my website to as a good start off. I have not read the book because I don't have it yet. <laughs> I hadn't even put it on my, um, I should probably put it on my list so someone can donate it to me if they feel so called. But the reason that I'm suggesting it is because a lot, a lot of people, when I first was starting out, people refer to this book so many times, people that I trust, people still refer to it. So even though it is like a good, uh, beginner's book, I know that it has a lot of ritual. It has a lot of, uh, like pra like practical rituals too. It says personal charms in the title as well. So, and it's a good book, especially around African-American folk wisdom. This is a black woman who wrote this book who is from New Orleans. I think it's kind of giving us some voodoo energy as well. And the, a little, it's a very small description. It says actress, storyteller, and priestess Louisa Tesh dramatically recreates centuries old African-American traditions with music, memoir, and folk wisdom. So I do recommend folks get jambalaya. I need to get jambalaya. So let's, let's read jambalaya together. And last but not least, in regards to the hoodoo section, I would like to talk about Zora Neale Hurston, of course, and the book Mules and Men. Now, in general, I think reading anything Zora Neale Hurston is helpful as you are studying hoodoo, as you're studying uh, black American folklore, as you're studying our concepts and and ideas that we have carried. So many of us have carried and learned from our elders and our grandparents and things like that. I think she's wonderful to read that because she studied that and she wrote about it. Um, Mules and Men particularly really illuminates, I think, you know, when I've read this book, I was like, okay, I feel like I'm actually talking to an elder. I feel like I'm talking to my grandma or maybe, oh, that's why I've heard this before, or that's where this idea came from, or that's why my grandmama used to do this. That's what Mules and Men was for me. And this is something that I just come back to every so often just to read or even just to skim because she she collected, you know, the, the black lore. She collected the beliefs of black American people and con like contextualized them in a way to where a lot of times we think that the things that we hear are just little old wives tales or just superstitions. And so it kind of reads as like, it, it kind of shows us what those quote unquote superstitions are. It, it, it illuminates those old wives tales. Uh, the back description says mules and men is a treasury of black America's folklore as collected by a famous storyteller and anthropologist who grew up hearing the songs and sermons, sayings and tall tales that have formed an oral history of the South since the time of slavery. 
Returning to her hometown of Eatonville, Florida to gather material, Zora Neale Hurston recalls a hilarious night with a pinch of everything social mixed with the storytelling. Set intimately within the societal context of black life, the stories, big old lies, songs, voodoo customs, and superstitions recorded in these pages capture, capture the imagination and bring back to life the humor and wisdom that is unique her, that is the unique heritage of African Americans. Such a good ass book. It's Zora Neale Hurston. Like, come on, mules and men. I, I don't know what else to say. Like, period. All you need is a little juju. So that's where I would start with hoodoo. That doesn't mean that there are no other books about hoodoo. I'm learning about new books to give me more information all the time. Those are ones that I suggest, especially as beginners or especially to find some historical grounding and get information that way. So now let's transition over to Orisha, books about the Orisha. Now... In regards to the Orisha, there's not many books that I have turned to because I haven't had to because I've been in community with elders. I have a godparent. I have godparents. I have actually, my Ile, you get a whole, you know, we have materials. <laughs> so, but when I first started off and when I was doing my research, I found this book called Finding Soul on the Path of Orisha by Toby or Tobe Melora Coriel. Again, all of this will be in the show notes so you can find the books that I'm referring to. And this was one of the first Orisha books that I read. And it I love that it was written by a woman, first of all. And it felt like it was so easy to grasp. It made sense. I was like, okay, this is what the Orisha are. This is what they do. This is their importance. I like this. So that is... um. I really, really enjoyed this book and I recommend it to people just starting off and wanting info. So a brief description on the back, it says, In Finding Soul on the Path of Orisha, uh, Tobe Melora Coriel, an initiated priestess in the Yoruba Lukumi branch of Orisha, sheds new light on these ancient teachings. Awakened and invigorated by her own spiritual journey, Coriel provides a fresh look at Orisha's basic tenets and charts. I'm sorry, tenants and charts a path for integrating them into daily life while focusing on the inner work so central to the tradition, a compassionate and practical roadmap, roadmap for purposeful living. So yes, this is a good book. Again, this was written by a priestess of Yemaya in the Lukumi tradition, again, which is the Cuban iteration of the Yoruba practice of um, the Orisha of Ifa. The next book I want to talk about is called The Handbook of Yoruba Religious Concepts. This is by Baba Ifa Karede, Karade, I'm sorry. And I have not gotten through this book completely. I mean, it's a very short read. Actually, I may have. It may have been a while back. This book breaks down. It has little prayers in the back for the different Orishas. And it also talks um, a little bit about understanding the the orishas in a way that connects with the body now i didn't originally learn orisha practices in this particular way so it like kind of it, it goes alongside chakras so like there's a crown chakra in the orisha tradition we could understand the crown chakra through the ori 
I know that there has been a lot of back and forth around this particular book. I know that some people think it is amazing. I know that some people are like, um, there's no chakras in Ifa. I feel like I found the book. It was a good book. It was cool. I think it was helpful. I really liked the prayers in the back. And it also broke down some of the the Odu that come up. And the Odu is the, the sacred um, information, almost, from the Orisha. I, if I called it a Bible, it wouldn't be enough. It wouldn't be. And it is traditionally oral. So it wouldn't be enough. But if you want to think of it as like that, maybe. Just for context. So it does break down some of the Odu in this book. And how to understand Odu. But it's very basic. It's not giving no secrets. But it's like, okay, like... I see if this fall, you know, when I would get divinations and something fell, I'll be like, oh, I saw that in this book. I know what that means loosely, you know. So take it as you, you know, as you want. But this, the handbook of Yoruba religious concepts could be a cool book for you to look into. Now, honorable mention, if you're wanting to know more about the Congo, if you're wanting to know more about Congo people, the Congo Cosmogram, which is basically the way in understanding life, the way of understanding death and spirit and how they all work together. There are a lot of really good books in this. The first one I will say, this one is commonly suggested. Um, it's called Flash of the Spirit, African and Afro-American Art and Philosophy. This is by Robert Ferris Thompson. So yes, it is about art. Yes, it is about philosophy. It is also about tradition. It is also about culture. This is not just about Congo, uh, folks from the Congo, it's actually different uh, ethnic groups um, place in uh, the states, well, throughout the diaspora. So how has, you know, understanding of Congo culture influenced people in the United Black folks in the South? How has understanding Mende folks influenced the way that art looks in Brazil? You know, it's really breaking down... Um, how the diaspora has been impacted in our culture and our work and our traditions and our spiritualities and our foods and all of that. How does that, how does that, how we, how do we trace that back? Um, and so Robert Ferris Thompson is doing that. I just started this book, so I can't go too much into detail about how it, how it is because I, I literally just started it. So I'm on, I'm on the intro still, but everybody recommends this book who has read <laughs> So, uh, Flash of the Spirits is a great, great, great book. There's also a book that I was reading called Death and the Invisible Powers. And this is The World of Congo Belief. And this is by Simon Boki, Boki, B-O-C-K-I-E. This is just about exactly what it says. <laughs> Congo Belief. We have a lot of ancestors over here in the States who are from the Congo. I know everyone's always talking about the Orisha and Yoruba and Nigeria, but we need to skedaddle on over to Central Africa and start to really understand um, Congo beliefs because a Congo belief system is so detailed and scientific and beautiful and natural and, and spiritual and... I, Pretty much anything that's about the Congo, I'm going to want to get it. Also, there's so much, so much, so much Congo pumping through hoodoo, honey. Maisha uh, will say that uh, hoodoo is, is palo, which is a, a Congo belief tradition. It's a tradition in the, from the Congo people. Hoodoo is palo's cousin. So we got to study the Congo to understand hoodoo, I think. 
I think we have to study Africanness in all of its possibilities to understand hoodoo. And then this one, I have not read it all, but um, it was recommended to me by Nagara, who was on episode, um, I can't remember which episode, but the episode about Palo. She recommended African Cosmology of the Bantu Congo, Principles of Life and Living by Kimbawande, KB, and then the next person I think is KB Fu Kiao, PhD. So check out that book. And the last book I want to talk about is very briefly, it's called The Spirit of Intimacy. This book is, it's bomb. Okay, so The Spirit of Intimacy, Ancient African Teachings in the Ways of Relationships by Sobonfu Some. This is such an amazing book. It is not about conjure. It is not about the Congo. It's not about hoodoo, but it is about um, specifically the Dagara people. The, the author is uh, uh, from the Dagara village of people and is talking about a lot of the ways that they understand working in community together and how they understand relationships, intimate relationships, loving partnerships, connections, marriages, and also just being in community. I actually want to like have a whole episode about this book or like talk about this somewhere because the book was so good and made me think about how I'm in relationship to others, including nature and land and spirit and mineral and air and fire and all of that. And how I want to build out into intimacy and, and reminds us that everything is connected through spirit. So the spirit of intimacy is, intimacy is such a good book. Please check it out. Um, all of this will be in the show notes. And again, there's so many more books. I could be on this thing all day. Like this episode is already longer than I wanted it to be because there's so much good material out there. You just need to be very careful because there are a lot of people who is out here lying. <laughs> they were making up stuff, claiming things are theirs that it ain't. But all of these books and the books on my, the, my list on Amazon, which I'll post are all books that have been recommended to me and many that I have read and gotten through already that have been very impactful. But like read Toni Morrison, you know, read Octavia Butler. Read Alice Walker. You can read fiction too. It's not just about what book is going to tell me this thing about this thing. But like, this is about understanding how our people think, what they do, what they go to, um, ancestral wisdom, things that are coming out of the mouths of elders. How do we incorporate all of that into how we understand ourselves? How can we look to these books? How can we look to our elders who have written for us and find answers in the text? And how do we take some of those answers and talk to our spirits about it to confirm or give more information or to be like, mm, maybe not like that, but like this. So books are the step, but the book and the information can be found anywhere. I think reading, just reading books by black folks who are committed to telling stories about black people is reading about hoodoo. You know, it is reading about black culture. It is reading about tradition. It is reading about medicine. Because all of these things, as I say all the time, are intertwined. There's no separation between spirit and how we dance and our music and church and religion. It's no different. Spirit is all up and through all of that. So reading any kind of text from a respected writer and scholar and teacher about anything and if it's grounded in truth and blackness, you gonna get some information from that. So don't just look for, don't just type in hoodoo books. Think about some authors that have been praised in black communities. Something that I named, especially black women. 
and read those read those read those okay so i hope that this was helpful if you would like to stay connected with me you can find me on my website of course itsjjubae.com it's jujubae.com where there you can book a reading you can book a reiki session you can reach out to me about any kinds of conferences talks panels anything that you want me to be involved in if you want to uh, keep in touch with me personally you can find me on social media at it's jujubay on instagram also at a little juju podcast as well on instagram and it's jujubay on twitter and i'm jujubay on facebook and i think that's yeah that's all my social medias hit me up i hope y'all enjoyed this Hope y'all reading, hope y'all studying, hope you're asking your ancestors, hope you're living your best lives. I appreciate you so much, and remember, all you need is a little juju, and maybe a good book. Later.